0: As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in. To the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today on this afternoon edition. Let's get a little pregame uh, preview of the Brewers coming in today. Also, going to recap the weekend. That was a very good weekend. To be a Reds fan, we're going to get to all of that here in just a minute. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed on whatever podcast platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Get your questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got, get them in. For the Thursday episode this week, we're going to be really heavily focused on this Brewers series, and we're going to take it one game at a time. We've got six games left in the regular season. I'm a little sad saying that because I'm going to miss baseball whenever it's gone. Hopefully, the Reds will be playing postseason baseball, so we won't be done this week. Lots to get to before that happens, though. That's why we're going to take them one day at a time here on the Locked On Reds podcast. So let's start off with a recap of this awesome, awesome weekend that the Reds just finished up with a series victory over the Chicago White Sox. Friday night was a home run derby. Absolutely crushed the ball off of Jonathan Stever did. Just about everybody in the lineup. In fact, Joseph Daniel Votto with a three-hit night including his 10th home run of the season. Raise your hand if you thought Joey Votto was going to have a lot of home runs this year. Yeah, I didn't. But 10 home runs in 52 games, I'm no rate statistic expert or something like that. All I can tell you is that's going to be more than I thought he was going to hit if you expand it out to 162 games. So great on Joey. He has been a linchpin in this lineup, a key guy that has been there in... Almost any situation that they need him to be. He got on base so many times this weekend. We'll get to him a little bit more in the three stars of the weekend segment. Also wanted to uh point out Michael Lorenzen's awesome performance. Four and two thirds innings of two run baseball. Now those two runs were runners that he had left on whenever Lucas Sims came in to relieve him, and then they scored on a couple of hits. But Overall, a great start, two great starts for him in the span of a week. And that was super clutch for a team that was missing Sonny Gray for 10 days. Hopefully, I mean, he's scheduled to be back here in this Brewers series, which will be amazing, but the fact that Michael Lorenzen was able to carry the torch for a week. After what we saw in the beginning of the season, the transformation that he took, it was, it was like he was super worried about his velocity, couldn't control it, and then he stopped all that. He went back to the way that he pitched last season, and he has been phenomenal, a very valuable pitcher for the Reds over these last two weeks. And even in the bullpen, he was, he was awesome too. And then also the bullpen as well, except for Bob Steve. Uh, I'm a little worried about Bob Steve moving forward as far as his overall picture as a Reds reliever. I definitely don't think we should see him in 2020. Now, maybe he can go to work and get better and get that slider back. His slider was not working. He was forced to throw fastballs and he just got absolutely destroyed on Saturday. If you missed it, he gave up not one, not two, but three home runs in a row to the White Sox. And we always say, you know, everyone always says, well, you know, you give up a solo home run. That's kind of the best-case scenario if you're going to give up a run as a pitcher. The only problem is you can't do it back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Is that is not very good for holding on to a lead. Obviously, the Reds did not come back in that one. But Sunday's Lorenzen start coupled with a whole bunch of walks. The starter for the White Sox, Dylan Cease, ceased to find the strike zone and the reds benefited greatly they scored five runs in the bottom of the fourth inning and they only had one hit they, uh, they saw 11 batters come to the plate and they only got one hit that that's just some crazy baseball for you right there and then the punisher Aristides Aquino with a bomb that pretty much sealed the game the, the White Sox never really made it close It would have been a little bit closer, obviously, if they didn't have the two-run home run. But Aquino's home run made him feel nice and safe. And Rice Iglesias just shut the door. Absolutely phenomenal. Eight-pitch inning in the ninth. It's like I tweeted out at Jeff Carr with three Fs. I blinked, and Rice Iglesias came in and got three outs. He is pitching like a man-possessed in a good way. And that's a good thing for the Reds as we head into the stretch run and hopefully the postseason. We're going to talk about game one of this final week, this very, very crucial week that will most likely see the Reds have to go down to the wire, down to the last game before they figure out the fate of their 2020 season. We're going to talk about Monday's game here in just a minute. But before we do, The Reds' three stars, number one. Joseph Daniel Votto had five hits on the weekend. He also added four walks, a home run, and one of those walks past Pete Rose for the all-time lead. Number two. I'm giving it to the bullpen, Sands, Bob, Steve. They gave up one run outside of Bob Steve in an eight and a third an innings. number three. I'm going to give it to the ground screw guy that kept running out and grabbing the foul balls down the right field line. If you watch the game on Friday night, this dude was Booking it. I mean, total hustle outside the uh, right field stands. He would jump over the wall, go run and grab the foul ball so that you didn't have some awkward moment where the first baseman or the right fielder had to go run and grab it. No, no, no. He took care of all of that. Dude had some uh, speed too. Wonder what his 40 time is. All right. We're going to jump into the Brewers game, but first, With uh, everything that's gone on this year, it's been a very trying year for everybody in all phases of everything. Because, well, when everything is shut down for a long time, that kind of throws a wrench in just about anyone's plans. Especially if you own a business. And you're probably looking to add on to your company, add on some new talent. The best way to do that is with Indeed.com. Check out Indeed as they are the best Source for hiring new talent as folks who use Indeed see an uptick in both the quality and quantity of applications. Go to Indeed.com right now, slash locked on MLB, and you'll get $75 worth of posting credit. That's a free $75 credit for Indeed.com for your next job posting. This is the best available offer anywhere. And when you're looking at Indeed, They're the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. Only pay for what you need there at Indeed.com. Plus, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. They've got sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times More likely to result in a hire. And now at nd.com slash LockedOnMLB, you can get $75 worth of credit toward your next sponsored job ad. Go there right now. ND.com slash LockedOnMLB for your next hire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. What's your snack game like right now? Do you have Built Bar as part of your snack game? If you don't, you're doing it wrong. Built Bar is a protein bar with all the health benefits of a protein bar and none of the boringness because it tastes like a candy bar. And they've got all these amazing flavors, too, like cookies and cream. They've got peanut butter chocolate. They've also got the stuff for the fruit fan like strawberry, raspberry. They've got peach. All this amazing stuff is at BuiltBar.com. And when you enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your Next order. Built Bar is amazingly nutritious as much as it is phenomenally delicious because when you look at their statistics, we always talk about statistics here on the Locked On Reds podcast. When you look at the statistics of Built Bar, it speaks for itself. Lots and lots of protein, very little sugar, very little carbs, very little calories. They work on any diet you could possibly think of, keto. As well as Weight Watchers, as well as if you're just counting calories, Built Bar has an amazing lineup of flavors for their protein bars that taste like a candy bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code locked on to get $10 off your next order of the amazing Built Bar and up your snack game right now. BuiltBar.com. All right, a key, very, very crucial. Obviously, the most crucial matchup of the season so far. The Reds and the Brewers at Great American Ballpark starting tonight at 6.40 p.m. Let's break this down. Monday night's game. Luis Castillo is going to tow the rubber. His last start was a phenomenal one. Let's see if he can continue that momentum tonight. Going up against him will be Brandon Woodruff from the Brewers. Woodruff on this season has a 345 ERA and in his last three starts, well, his last two in particular, very, very good. Seven innings against the Cardinals, seven innings against the Cubs, a combined eight hits allowed, a combined three earned runs allowed in those last 14 innings compared to 17 strikeouts. Dude has been pitching pretty well. Big reason why the Brewers are you know, 500 as well as the Reds. They're kind of tied, kind of not, just because the Reds are 27-27 and 27 and the Brewers are 26-26. and 26. So they've still got a few more games to make up to catch up to those 60 games. But this is still very quick. I mean, if the Reds lose to the Brewers, then the Brewers will flip-flop them in the standings, and the Reds will fall out of the playoff race. So this is a must-win series. You lose this series to the Brewers, you pretty much can about kiss those playoff chances. Goodbye. Now, the Brewers coming up after the Reds will take on the Cardinals In a five-game series, that's going to be very important, very pivotal for the Reds to hopefully see what kind of damage gets done there as both teams are right around the Reds. Really, I I don't want to sit here and say that the Reds got to sweep the Brewers, but it'd be a lot better if they did. Basically, and and that's really great analysis, isn't it, Jeff? Yes, the Reds need to win. That's plain and simple. they just got to win. The Brewers that's all they've been doing here lately is they come in with a four game win streak. They swept the Royals in three games. They won nine to five, five to nothing and five to three. They've actually been pretty solid at home now when it comes down the road, they're not really that bad they're 11 and 12 with 108 runs scored against 103 runs allowed what's interesting is the brewers have flourished in one run games this season they're 10 and 5 that's pretty good when you win twice as many one run games as you lose so we'll see what happens here in this series with the reds as just for a side-by-side comparison the reds are 14 and 12 at home and 7 and 7 in one-run games interestingly enough in the last series that the Reds and Brewers played it was a four-game series that they split and Luis Castillo and Brandon Woodruff squared off in game two of that series now the Reds ended up losing that game mostly because they amassed a total of four hits they lost three to two in that game Luis Castillo he pitched pretty well though six innings Five hits allowed, four walks. He did have nine strikeouts. See if he can cut back on the walks this time around. He did a good job of that in his last start. He did allow one earned run, three runs total. As the defense. Also, didn't do him any favors in that game either. So we'll see how the Reds can bounce back. Woodruff, on the other hand, six innings, eight strikeouts, two earned runs allowed on four hits and one walk. As I mentioned before, so not very many base runners in that game. That was at Miller Park. Now we shift to great American ballpark in this day-by-day atmosphere here now on the Locked on Reds podcast. We're going to make sure we focus on each day. I'm not going to go too crazy about, well, they've got to do this. They got to do this tomorrow and everything. Because it's only today that matters. If they don't win today, then tomorrow becomes a lot harder. So checking out the Brewers lineup when it comes to facing Luis Castillo in that last game, all of the damage was done against Castillo in the fourth inning. Just to kind of give you a refresher, the inning started off with back-to-back singles by Christian Yelich and Keston Hura. Then Justin Smoke hit a ground ball to Joey Vidal. And if you remember this play, and if not, I'll just refresh your memory anyway, Votto turns and fires to second base because he's got a chance for a double play. The problem was the angle that Keston Hira took, Joey Votto's ball just hits off Keston Hira and goes into center field, which allows a run to score. It was a little bit of a uh, kind of, ugh. What kind of an error was that? Then Omar Narvaez strikes out for the very first out of that inning. And you're thinking, okay, maybe Luis Castillo can limit the damage here. Maybe La Piedra can turn it on. But then Ben Gamble drops a double down the line that scores the tying run. And then after an Eric Sogard pop out, Orlando Arcia gets a single that scores Justin Smoke. But then Ben Gamble is thrown out at home plate, which actually it was a pretty nice play if you remember it but that was basically the entire game in fact the reds had scored in the top half of the fourth so the fourth inning was the only thing that it, or the only inning that anything really happened in that game because Castillo settled back down then the bullpen shut things from there however the Brewers bullpen shut everything down from there as well so we'll see what the reds can do Tonight, game time at six forty. Very important game, and we'll be talking about it here tomorrow on the podcast. And getting you ready for game two—that will see the return. He—he he didn't spend that long on the disabled list, or sorry, injured list. I always get that wrong. But the return of Sunny Gray, and he'll go up against Brett Anderson. And we'll have a lot more on that game on tomorrow's podcast. So make sure that you check that out. And the best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. Save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone to 513 549 0159. Let's get your comments, reactions, all of that in. Guess what, guys? If the Reds win tonight, they'll be above 500. We'll be able to do a little bit of celebrating tomorrow, at least for a minute. Hopefully that's the case. I'll be following the every move of the game on Twitter, so check that out. But for now, tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast, in which I'm talking a little bit about the Reds with Sully on that as well. And I'll talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey!